This is Global Beacon with General Wesley K. Clark. Welcome to a special edition of the Global Beacon. I'm retired General Wesley Clark. I wrote an article for Washington Monthly. It's published today. The article is called How to Fight Authoritarianism. A link to the article will be included in our show notes, and you can go to the Washington Monthly and find it there. But let me tell you why I wrote the article and why you need to read it. I wrote this article because the United States is today at an inflection point. We're at a critical period in American history where we either go forward with global leadership or we fall back and become an isolated, angry, militarized nation. It's a branch in the road. This This is the moment. We have to step forward. Now, why step forward now? Because China is growing very rapidly. China wants to become the global power. And if China becomes a global power, our brand of democracy, people's choice, privacy, freedom, the ability to be all you can be, is at risk. Because China is a is a country that's led by the Communist Party that has an unlimited, unlimited need for security. Paranoia is what we would call it. They cannot tolerate dissenting opinions. They can't tolerate a protest movement. They can't tolerate anyone who's very different. That's why the Uyghurs are in the concentration camps they're in, in Xinjiang province. So China is not exactly an enemy. They are a threefold, um, they're a competitor. They are a potential adversary, but they're also a potential collaborator. We should be working together on things like climate change. We are trading partners. We send them various things. They send us things that we buy and um, they're building up their military and they'd like to expand their periphery at the expense of our allies and our allies' sense of security. So it's a difficult complex relationship. It's not a relationship that can be managed by military force. China respects strength, but most of all, they respect economic strength. China has 1.4 billion people. How are you going to handle that with a nation with 330? Even the United States of America? I'll tell you, and here's the answer. The answer is Europe. Europe has 500 million people. They mostly share our values, more or less. They're, They're mostly democratic. They've been mostly allied with us through NATO. There's always some issues. We're not exactly the same, but we're closer to the Europeans than we are to anybody else. And with their 500 million people and a gross domestic product, just about the same as ours, with their high technology, manufacturing, heavy industry, educational systems, together, we could impress China. We could help China evolve into a peace-loving nation that's not feeling threatened, but takes its place as a responsible member of the global community. We can do all this without military force if we work with our European allies. So the article is about how we do that. Now, what I suggest is that we need a new structure for this cooperation. We're working piecemeal now. Don't, Don't get me wrong. This is not like E equals MC squared and somebody suddenly thought of this. Lots of people have this idea. The question is, can we get it done? My suggestion is you can't get it done unless you have a continuing everyday mechanism. 
It can't be done by a lawsuit here, or a diplomatic statement there, or a press conference next week, something that was said, two sets of sanctions, et cetera, that's diffused all over the political landscape. We learned this lesson early because this is where we put NATO together. NATO wasn't like some four-year treaty that was negotiated in secret. It was nations who were facing a, a common challenge that came together. They committed themselves to facing the challenge. They put together a permanent organization, like what we call a secretariat, where you've got ambassadors that are there representing their nations, and they deal with the issues every day, every month, every quarter, every year. Occasionally, they have a head of state summit. But because it's a living organization, it's held together for over 70 years. It's the greatest alliance in history, but, but it's not capable without significant modification of handling the challenges with China. Why? Because the challenge of China is not primarily militarily. It's primarily economic and social. It's about values, our values versus theirs. And our values and the European values are so close. If we pull together in a structured way, we can manage the economic competition and avoid the military threats. If we fall back on ourselves, we'll see it in military terms, and that's very dangerous. So we're at this incredible inflection point. That's why you need to read this article. You have to see where we are. It's a unique period right now in American history, right now, because if we take the right actions now, we can forestall lots of unpleasantness in the future. And if we debate it and wait and wait for 2024, 2026, 2028, oh, well, they're not bigger. The China still doesn't have as big a GDP as we do. We've got a few years to wait. The world is moving. This is our moment. This is the time for America to come together to resume global leadership, but in a new way, in a fashion with a structure that something that I just called for sake of discussion, an Atlantic alignment. So the democratic nations can pull together. President Joe Biden's talked about it. Um, Secretary of State Tony Blinken has talked about it, but not in a sense of structure. So please read this article. Take aboard why this is such a critical period. And then what can you do? Oh, write your senator. Talk to your representatives. Talk to the business community. Talk to the non-governmental organizations, the think tanks. Let's get the word out. Let's put together a structure that sees America safely through the next 20 or 30 years of intense rivalry, superpower competitions, space races to the moon and Mars, a, an effort by China to take over the world's technology, to become self-sufficient and move back into the historic Chinese place as the only true center of humanity as they see it. Well, we see it differently. We have a different set of values. We believe in democracy. We believe in people's choice. We believe that the common sense of educated, ordinary people is sufficient to provide government the guidance it needs to promote the common defense, secure the general welfare, and keep the world safe for ourselves and our children, our grandchildren. But this is the moment. Please read this article in the Washington Monthly. 
join with me. Let's get the word out. Let's put the pressure on. Let's step up and be the leaders we need America to be. So thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please click the like button and subscribe. Leave us a comment. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm Wesley K. Clark, General Clark on Twitter. See you the next time on Global Beacon.